my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Tanner fans, this is Angela Bowen, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House Fuller House podcast. Well, as you know, June 13th is the Olsen Twins' birthday, and I will be releasing a Michelle birthday episode I already did from season three, The Greatest Birthday on Earth, and tomorrow I will be releasing... Happy Birthday Babies Part 1 from Season 5. And also, in addition to that, I will be covering the Full House Michelle Lucky Lucky Day book. And I'm going to be covering that now. What I'm going to kind of do, I'm kind of, I'm going to kind of read the book and then give my commentary on it. It's not a very long book. It's only 86 pages. So this, and the print is very big. So I'll read the back. An instant winner? I guess I'm stuck being the third grade dweeb with the dirty old mitt. Michelle opens the mail and can't believe her eyes. There's a letter for her, and it says she's won tons and tons of money. What luck! Now she can buy a new baseball mitt. The only problem is, Michelle buys a lot more than that, with money that she borrows. Okay, how is she getting this money? That's what I want to figure out. When two weeks pass and there's still no sign of her prize in the mail, Michelle knows she's in trouble. Big trouble. Alright, first off, a note from Michelle about Lucky Lucky Day. Hi, I'm Michelle Tanner. I'm eight years old and I'm definitely having the luckiest day of my life. I just won loads and loads of money. Now I can buy everything I've ever dreamed of having. The thing is, I can't breathe a word about the money to my family, or they'll make me save it for something important, like college. Before that happens, there are things, there are some things I really would love to buy. Starting with new baseball mitts for me and my two best friends, Cassie and Mandy, but it's tough keeping a secret when you live in a big house filled with lots of people. There's my dad and my two older sisters, DJ and Stephanie. But that's not all. My mom died when I was little, so my Uncle Jesse moved in to help Dad take care of us. So did Joey Gladstone. He's my dad's friend from college. It's almost like having three dads. But that's not all. First, Uncle Jesse got married to Becky Donaldson. Then they had twin boys, Nikki and Alex. The twins are three years old now, and they're so cute. That's nine people. Our dog, Comet, makes ten. Sure, it gets crazy. Kind of crazy sometimes. But I wouldn't change it for a thing. It's so much fun to live in a full house. Chapter 1 Michelle Tanner, Coach Green called. Out. You cover first base. Michelle looked at her tall, dark-haired softball coach and nodded. Michelle ran out to the first base. She tucked a piece of her strawberry blonde hair into her blue baseball cap and stood with her legs wide spread apart. Michelle was ready to play ball. She loved softball. Her best friends, Cassie and Mandy, were also on the team. Besides Cassie, Mandy, and Michelle, only two other third graders were on the team. The rest of the girls were in fourth grade. 
Robin Grant, you take first field for you take right field. Coach Green said. Robin scowled. Michelle thought she was the prettiest girl in the fourth grade. She was definitely the most popular. She had long, glossy brown hair and always wore the coolest clothes. Right field? Robin complained to Coach Green. Do I have to? Yes, you do, Coach Green answered. But it's so boring in right field, Robin argued. She held up a shining tan baseball glove. And no one will see my new glove out there. Robin, cover right field or sit out. Coach Green said sternly. Robin sighed loudly and stomped her foot. It's not fair, she insisted. Why does Michelle get to be on first base? Look at that ratty old glove she has. Why don't you hide her out in the in right field instead? That's enough, Robin, Coach Green scolded. I want you to sit this practice game out and think about the meaning of team spirit. Robin stomped off toward the bleachers behind the baseball diamond. Stung by Robin's words, Michelle examined her glove. It was worn and old, but it had been her dad's glove. Danny played baseball? Well, he did coach, if you think about it, he did coach Stephanie's baseball team back in, uh, gosh, what was it? I believe it was season five. Was it? Well, she wasn't pregnant then. Maybe it was season four. I her two older sister had, sisters had also used it. This baseball mitt was more than just a regular glove. It was a family tradition. Looking around, Michelle noticed that the really cool fourth graders all had brand new baseball gloves. Their gloves weren't worn or dirty or worn out like Michelle's. Michelle suddenly felt ash very ashamed of her old mitt. Why couldn't she have a new one like the cool girls? Why did she have to be part of some smelly old family tradition? She glanced at Robin. The fourth grader was sulking on the bleachers. Michelle should be angry at her for trying to take her place at first base. But she wasn't. Robin was just telling the truth. Robin would look better on first base with her neat glove. This girl, Robin, guys, I'm not really. <laughs> All right. I mean, this girl sounds like a major brat. And the fact that Michelle kind of almost idolizes her, like, because she's an older girl. She wears cool clothes. She's really popular. And this girl's flat out like, ugh, gross. Your dirty old glove? You should be out in right field. Coach Green told the remaining girls their positions to play while she waited at first base. Michelle hid her glove behind her back. She remembered the talk Coach Green had given them the team last week when practice began. He said she... Coach Green said she wanted, oh, Coach Green is a lady? I don't know why, I just assumed it was a guy. Coach Green said she wanted the blue team jerseys washed and pressed at every game. Okay, seriously, pressed? Washed I get, because it's going to stink, but pressed? Why? Just hang it up on a hanger, hang it in a doorway, you're good to go, am I right? Coach also expected them to wear their official yellow team pants and to keep their white sneakers clean. <laughs> You're playing in grass. Are you kidding me? Wear a dark color like a black shoe. And apparently Coach Green is all about appearances. As she says, 
Part of being a winning team is making a good appearance. When you look good, you have a winning spirit. Okay. What? I guess. I don't see what looking good has to do with having a winning spirit, to be honest. Seriously. Michelle had to face fast. Her old baseball club did not look good. Guys, I think what I'm going to do is just kind of skim around and give you the gist of this. So Cassie comes up to Michelle, who Michelle's manning first base, because Cassie's making her way to the outfield. She says, I can't believe Robin was so mean to you. Michelle studied her glove, and she says, Robin was right my, about my glove, though. It's pretty awful looking. Of course, Coach Crane is yelling at them, let's go, girls, come on, get to your positions. And of course, as Cassie's going out to the outfield, Michelle takes a look at Cassie's glove, which really isn't really as bad. Like, Michelle's is, like, the worst. Torn, matted glove. Gross looking. Stinky, probably. So, Michelle is really just hyper-focused on the glove and everything. To the point where she missed several easy catches, she was too ashamed to hold out her baseball glove for everyone to see. And, of course, the coach is going to notice when she goes to Michelle and says, your game was off today. And this, of course, is just practice. It's not an actual game going on. And the coach is like, I hope you're not upset about what happened with Robin. And Michelle's like, no. You know, of course Michelle didn't want to make a big deal about her mint or give Robin more reason to make fun of her. She just tells the coach, look, I'll do better next time. And I like how the coach is like, well, she just, you know, the coach nods. Like, well, everyone has an off day once in a while, which it's true. Which Michelle could have had an on day if she wasn't so hyper-focused on this glove and how gross it is. It's all about appearances. I mean, apparently she's not got a winning spirit because her glove is so gross. I mean, if your clothes are pressed and clean and your white shoes are sparkling, you're going to have a winning spirit, according to the coach. Ugh, I, I can't stand it. Can't stand it. So after Michelle's done talking to Coach Green, Mandy and Cassie kind of go up to Michelle, who's hanging out by the fence, and they're like, what did Coach Green want? And Cassie can definitely tell if something's up with Michelle. She's like, something is the matter, I can tell. And Michelle's like, it's this disgusting old glove, it looks horrible. And she's like, well, all the fourth graders all have new... How did they get new gloves? They're on the same team as the third graders. I don't get it. Who's, who's, who's parents springing for new gloves? Is it Robin's mother? Is she springing for new gloves? Is that how she got on the team? I mean, is this a Draco Malfoy scenario where he gets to be on the... Uh, he gets to be the seeker for the Slytherins because he buys everyone the new Nimbus 2000 and... Two, or one, or whatever it's called. I think it was the Nimbus 2001. So Mandy, of course, is like, hey, look at my glove. It's pretty nasty, too. It belonged to my brother before he outgrew it. And of course, well, none of them, they're all secondhand gloves, because Cassie's like, well, my mom got mine at a, at a yard sale. So because Michelle feels so down in the dumps about her glove, now the other girls are kind of looking at their own gloves. Like, oh, mine's a hand-me-down for my brother. My mom got mine at a yard sale. It's like, girls, your gloves are absolutely fine. As long as they can catch the ball and hold the ball, they are absolutely fine. This isn't the sandlot where Scotty Smalls had a plastic Fisher-Price glove that broke as soon as the ball fell into it because it was utter garbage. 
A 12-year-old boy with a Fisher-Price baseball glove that he got when he was three is not going to hold up with a real baseball. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm sorry. He needed an upgrade. These girls are fine. Suck it up, girls. Come on. So Michelle says, we'll never be cool like them with these old gloves. So Michelle associates coolness with new accessories, new gloves. Of course, Cassie and Mandy are throwing out their whole, my mom's not going to spend money on a new mitt when I already have one. That's perfectly good. And Cassie's like, yeah, my mom's always proud of the bargain she finds at yard sales. She'd never buy me a new mitt. And of course, Michelle adds, dad is so happy I'm using his old mitt. I could never ask him to buy me a new one. I remember I tried out for T-ball. I didn't make the team of, I don't even think T-ball is something that you make a team you're just on it, but... I don't think I was into it. I don't think I was into it at all, because I think I remember that that one spring day, you know, trying out and everything. It just, I was not into being around, you know, hanging out with other kids, and probably someone said that I sucked, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. So, my goodness, Michelle is all about wanting Robin and her cool friends to think she was cool, too. Michelle just wants to fit in. Michelle, this girl is treating you like garbage, and you just need her approval so badly? She's got two amazing friends, Mandy and Cassie, who are really in tune to how Michelle feels and thinks and everything. Whenever she's worried, like, Michelle, you look worried. You should tell us what's going on. So Michelle is kind of thinking in her head, you know, it'd take too long to save enough money out of her allowance, and... Yeah, didn't she say in the episode we get a buck a week? I don't know how much uh, mitt costs, but I can imagine a good one is going to run you like maybe $40, $50, depending on the brand name and the material that they use to make the glove. I mean, she's not getting a major league pitcher's glove, so. She also says how she spent her, her birthday money and Christmas was too far away. Her birthday's in November. Christmas is like right around the next month. It's practically right around the corner. All right, so now we're getting to the plot is picking up. Michelle finally gets home, notices on the... Oh, she unlocked the front door and she stepped inside. A pile of mail lay scattered on the floor at her feet. It had been pushed through the mail slot in the front door. On the show, we never, ever... I don't think there's a mail slot there. They usually have to go across the street to get the mail. Many people have... You know, the kids even said, like, Dad worries about me when I go get the mail because, of course, you gotta cross the street. So apparently Joey's back to living in the basement? When did that happen? Of course, it's kind of quiet in there. Michelle's like, well, thinking to herself, somebody's got to be home because this house has, like, nine people in it. Someone's got to be here. Oh, She's like, hey, is anyone here? And, of course, Uncle Jesse says, oh, hi, Michelle, as he greets her from the second floor landing. I thought I heard someone come in. I was just about to give the twins a bath. How was your practice? Michelle's like, fine, I guess. He's like, great, if you need anything, come on up. Oh, at first I thought he said he's giving them a bath. I'm like, you didn't leave them in the tub, did you? And then I reread it. I'm like, oh, no, he's going to give them. He has not yet given them a bath. Like, whew, good. So this isn't a case of child neglect and leaving two little three-year-olds in the bathtub by themselves. So Michelle looks at the pile of mail in her hand, 
She reads the envelope on top. Suddenly, she felt as though her eyes were about to pop out of her head. There's the envelope addressed to Ms. Michelle Tanner. And on the front of it, it said, you are an instant winner. She's eight years old or nine. Someone, how does somebody even get her name to put it on a list? This is clear garbage mail. So Michelle dropped the other mail on the side table. She ripped open her own letter and began to read. Dear Michelle Tanner, it said, your lucky number will be picked to win $10,000. Oh, it's one of those things. Yeah, uh-huh. Michelle's nine. She doesn't really get that this is just a thing. It's like Publisher's Clearinghouse. The odds of you winning are like winning a bazillion dollars out of the lottery. Michelle's hands shook with excitement. Could this possibly be true? She continued reading. Send back the enclosed envelope with your lucky number today and cash in on this amazing jackpot. Congratulations on being an instant winner. Oh, up here it says your number, your lucky number will be picked to win 10. What? What? Whatever. Michelle needed a moment to take in what she had just read, but then the truth hit her, and a smile spread across her face. She had won $10,000. She had won $10,000. This was her lucky, lucky day. You haven't won it yet. Unless there's money, $10,000 in the envelope, you have not won that money. How is she buying? Does she get the $10,000? Because it says on the back, Michelle buys a lot more than that. With money that she borrows? What? Okay, this is confusing. But I'm still gonna, look, look, we're on chapter two now. So Michelle right away zips up the stairs calling out Uncle Jesse, Uncle Jesse. Of course she can't wait to tell him about the money. Although halfway up the stairs she stops and says, wait a minute, if I tell Uncle Jesse, he'll tell my dad. And Danny always likes her to save her money. You know, Mr. Saver, Danny Tanner. He said to, he, he'd never let her spend it on a new glove and other treats. He'd tell her to save it for something big that you really want, like a car or college. Oh, so he's expecting Michelle to pay for her own college? What? Oh, I'm just thinking of when, um, in season eight, the Super Bowl episode where DJ was trying to get a scholarship so she could hopefully get into Stanford. Although she didn't get into Stanford. Maybe she eventually went later on. Like, she went to, like, Berkeley took her. But then maybe she transferred, like, for sophomore year or something when she could actually get in there. All of Michelle's birthday money had gone to a buy towards buying a savings bond? Are you kidding me? She wouldn't be able to cash the bond for 10 years, not until she was 18. That is a joke. Danny, you should have let her spend the money. It's her birthday money. Let her spend it on what she wants. Here's Michelle's logic. If I don't have some money to spend on fun fun things before I'm 18, I'll forget how. I might wind up buying savings bonds for the rest of my life. Yeah, this savings bond thing was not her idea. No kid wants to buy a savings bond. So Michelle decides to just, like, pop the letter in her back pocket and not tell anybody about it. Stephanie comes home. Stephanie's depressed. And Michelle's like, hey, what's wrong, Stephanie? And Stephanie's like, oh, nothing, with a dramatic sigh. She marched to the couch and threw herself on it. 
Michelle joined her sister on the couch and asked, or said, you can tell me what's the matter. So Stephanie's like, oh, all right, Bobby? And Michelle's like, who? And Stephanie's like, Bobby Harris, only the cutest got eighth grader at John Muir Middle School. I thought she went to DiMaggio. Or DiMaggio. Did she transfer? <laughs> what? What? Maybe they couldn't get the right. But then again, this is a full house book, so I don't know why they couldn't get the rights to that. And Michelle, of course, was like, I thought Ryan McCall was the cutest eighth grader. And of course, Stephanie's like, oh no, that was last month. But I was wrong. It's Bobby Harris. The trouble is, a bunch of kids are planning to go to Roller Mania, and they invited me. Bobby's going to be there, too. And Michelle, of course, like we all are thinking, I don't get it. Like, you're going rollerblading with a bunch of friends, and the cutest boy in the 8th grade will be there. Why are you upset about that? And Stephanie sits up. You don't understand. I love Bobby. Love? Why do the kids take this so literally? Stephanie, have you ever talked to this guy? Do you really know anything about Bobby? He could be a real jerk. But in Stephanie's mind, Bobby is just so adorable and so wonderful. She's just like, when I'm around him, I don't know what to say. And she's like, when I'm at Roller Mania, I'll have to actually talk to him. And she's just worried, like, I'll say something stupid. She's like, I'm going to make a mess of this. I'll say something dumb. He'll think I'm a total drip. Of course, Michelle's like, maybe he likes total drips. So Michelle thinks for a second, like, maybe if I tell her about this letter I got and this money, it might cheer her up. But then again, she's like, well, if I do, she'll tell Dad. And I don't want, like, the fewer people that know about this letter, the better. So Mom's the word. Michelle turns the TV on. We get some infomercial type thing about a woman who's holding a video cassette saying, the look of confidence and beauty can be yours. It's all here in this best-selling videotape instant popularity. So Stephanie pretty much is buying into this infomercial about this best-selling tape called Instant Popularity. This... A different young woman appeared. She explained how going on dates had once been impossible for her. She'd get too nervous. After watching the instant popularity tape, though, the young woman met the man of her dreams. It changed my life, and it can change yours, too. So Stephanie's like, that's exactly what I need. I have to see that tape. Then I'll know how to act around Bobby. Stephanie, this tape, I mean, it could work for her. It seems to be more garnered towards women that are out and, you know, older, you know, women, like, in their 20s and 30s and 40s and so on and so forth. So, uh, but then again, I mean, it could work for her. So the lady comes back on the commercial and says, You'll find these life-changing tapes at your local Woolpath stores for only $14.95. Get yours today. So of course, Stephanie's like, oh, almost $15. Forget it. So Stephanie's all depressed. Like, if anyone calls for me, just tell them I'm a hopeless case and they should forget all about me. Like, oh, Stephanie, stop being a drama queen. So Michelle thinks to herself, I could get Stephanie that tape. However, by the time I get the money for the tape, her, uh, Stephanie's roller... Roller mania trip would be over with, so it would be kind of pointless, like a, yeah, move point. 
So luckily Aunt Becky comes home and Michelle's like, well, Aunt Becky is the one that I need to talk to about this. Of course, Michelle doesn't want to tell Aunt Becky about the prize money just yet. The book definitely goes out of the way to explain, you know, how people look. With Aunt Becky tossing back her long, silky brown hair. Of course, Michelle's using a hypothetical situation. Like, what if you knew a girl who needed a new baseball mitt but couldn't afford it? How would you get the money to? And of course, Aunt Becky thinks that Michelle is just really wanting to help out some other girl who needs a new baseball mitt. So, Aunt Becky just gives Michelle money, pulling out her purse and her wallet, and like, oh, here you go, will this do? She handed Michelle a $10 bill. So, Michelle's kind of waving the money up, like, no, no, that's not what I meant, I don't want your money, and of course, Becky's still fishing in her wallet. Oh, 10's not enough, huh? Here's another five, will 15 do? Of course, Michelle, yeah, I mean, I guess 15 will buy a mint, I mean, I guess, but I only wanted, she, she just wanted advice. And of course, Aunt Becky is like, don't worry, I'm glad to help. So Becky asks where Uncle Jesse is, Michelle says, well, he's upstairs giving the twins a bath, and Becky exits to give him a hand. Of course, with the $15 in hand, Michelle's like, well, I can buy Stephanie that tape that she wants. Although she feels really bad and guilty about taking money from Becky. She, you know, it's like, I didn't mean to trick her. I didn't want to tell a story that wasn't true. She just want, and she did. She just wanted advice. But of course, I guess in Becky's mind, the way to give advice is to just go for your wallet and give money. So Jesse comes down looking for towels for the twins. Michelle's, like, telling him about, she's given the same story not intentionally thinking that Jesse's going to pour open his wallet and pull out two $10 bills. Because he's like, oh yeah, Becky told me about that. Good on you for, uh, you know, helping that girl who can't buy a mitt. And Michelle's, well, it's actually three girls. And Jesse's like, three girls? Really? That's a shame. Here's two tens. And he's like, I, it's not fair. Those kids shouldn't be kept from playing ball just because they don't have mitts. He handed Michelle two $10 bills. I really can't afford this, but it's for a good cause. Michelle's saying no, Uncle Jesse. Aunt Bucky didn't really understand. But yeah, Michelle is feeling really guilty. Like, this isn't what I wanted. And Michelle just thinks, I'll get the tape for Stephanie, I'll get the three baseball mitts, and then when the prize money arrives, she'd pay it all back. Okay, so this is how she's getting the money? Oh my goodness. Becky and Jesse are so busy, they're not even actually listening to, like, oh, someone needs money? Here you go. Alright, now we're on chapter three. So, of course, it's Saturday. Cassie and Mandy are so excited. Oh, wait, it's just Cassie there. Okay. Uh, because Michelle, of course, has to break the news to somebody. If Michelle's got to tell someone. I mean, she can't tell her family, so it's going to be her one of her best friends, Cassie. So Michelle brings up the fact she's got $35, and Cassie's like, wow, they sent it to you so soon? Michelle explains, well, no, my aunt and uncle lent it to me, and I'll pay them back as soon as my prize money comes. So Cassie's like, well, what are you going to do with the money? Well, Michelle's, or, well, she's talking about the $35. So Michelle plans to buy Stephanie the videotape that's like 15 bucks. I'm thinking, well, okay, well, there's 15 of that. That's gone. You only have $20 to get three baseball gloves, which 
I if they baseball gloves are like eight bucks a piece, then I think you'll be all right. But what exact quality is an eight dollar baseball? I don't even think you can find one for twenty bucks. I mean, maybe I mean even a kid one, which is what she would need, it's gonna be more than ten dollars. So of course Joey comes up the stairs. They he's going to take Michelle and Cassie to. What's it called? Bullpath, which to me in my mind sounds like a Montgomery Award. Or Montgomery Ward. I'm sure as a kid I probably called it Montgomery Award, but anyway. Basically like a little mall area that's got a probably got a sporting goods store, heaven's sake. So, they're at Woolpath. They get out of the car. Joey's like, "All right, girls, where to first? Michelle's like, "Well, we got to stop by the sporting goods store." And Joey's like, yeah, Jesse told me about those poor girls that don't have baseball mitts. As he also opens his wallet. Oh my goodness. So this book sounds like it's just about Michelle saying this scenario, which no one even really thinks to get any more details other than, you know that when someone's like, oh, I have this friend who's got this problem, you know probably nine times out of ten that person is actually referring to themselves. So, Joey hands Michelle a $10 bill. So now she's got 45 bucks. And he also says, I haven't had a comedy job in a while, but this is for a good cause. So even Jesse's like, well, I don't have a lot of money, but I'll give you what I have in my wallet right now. Michelle is trying to, like, say, no, 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 I don't really need it. And, and it's almost like they're not taking no for an answer. Like, no, you will take this money. I it's, a, it's for a cause for these three nameless girls who will get baseball gloves. At least I like hear how Michelle thinks about the sales tax. And she figures, oh, I'll probably need that extra 10 that Joey gave me. So mind you, Cassie has no idea what this whole giving, paying for baseball gloves to needy girls that need baseball gloves. Because Michelle shoots Cassie look like do not say anything. And Cassie's over there confused like, what? I, what? So Joey lets the girl like, hey, uh, the CD department is like just down the way there. And I see the sporting goods department is right there. Are you girls going to be by okay by yourselves? The girls are eight. This would not be allowed. Joey would uh, be in some big trouble. You, you do not let your eight-year-old girls just wander a mall by themselves. That is a great way for them to be kidnapped. So after Joey leaves, Michelle explains to Cassie about this. What poor kids who need mitts. Cassie asks. Michelle lets out a long sigh. I don't know exactly how this all got started. I never said there were any kids who needed money. I just wanted some advice from Aunt Becky. For some reason, she thought there was a kid I needed money for. Then Uncle Jesse thought there were three kids. He told Joey about the three kids. Everybody just keeps giving me money. And of course, Cassie's like, boy, I wish I had that problem. And of course, Michelle asks, well, I tried to stop them, but they didn't listen. 
Turns out the tape, I guess, is only ten bucks, so that's pretty awesome. Because originally, I guess, over the television, it said like fourteen ninety five. That's probably like for they they pocket that four ninety five. Whoever's selling the tape. Well, isn't it Michelle's lucky day? When they go to the sporting goods store, they see a sign that says half price sale on all baseball gloves. This girl, my goodness, it is really her lucky day. She gets the tape for $10 instead of $14.95. She sees a sign that says half price sale on all baseball. This girl, thank, thank you. <laughs> right? I mean... Wow, that that's so cool when, like, things actually work out for you. Like, I'm really worried about this. And then it comes up that it actually works in your favor after all. And in turn, you're kind of saving a little money. So that way, whatever she doesn't spend, she can just put that towards her I'm going to pay back Joey, Jesse, and Becky fund. Well, how about that? They got three awesome gloves, baseball gloves. And overall, Michelle had... Four dollars and some change list. Well, left. I want to do some math here. Let's see. So Joe, she originally had thirty-five bucks, right? And then Joey gave her another ten. So of course that's going to make it forty-five dollars. Let me get on my old trusty phone calculator here. All right. So forty-five bucks minus ten for the tape minus. Let's just say she had four bucks left, so. Overall, she spent $31, so the gloves are probably 10 bucks a pop. So if that's the case, then the gloves, if they're half price, were probably $10 a pop, or 20 bucks a pop. So good, 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 good. Oh my goodness, Michelle! Ugh. She and Cassie come out of the sporting goods store. They see Robin and her friend Lori or, or Lauren that is getting um, some earrings. And the girl says, and the girl is not really that, she thinks Michelle's a dork. I mean, in Michelle's eyes. And she's like, oh, hi, Michelle. Ugh. And Michelle's like, hey, we just got baseball gloves, new ones. And. Robin's like, great. And they're like, oh, we're looking at earrings. And Robin casually says, oh, but I'm all out of money. And Michelle's like, oh, I'm not. Pick out a pair and I'll buy it for you. What the? Michelle Tanner. Oh, my goodness. This girl. This girl. I tell you. I tell you. The girl clearly doesn't like you. You buying something for her isn't going to make her like you. Any more than she already doesn't like you. She's using you, Michelle. Cassie, tell her. I mean, I get it. Robin's popular. She's in the fourth grade. Michelle kind of semi-idolizes her, I guess. Like, oh, because she's older and she's cool. If I buy these earrings for her, then she'll think I'm cool. Or we'll be in like Flynn or whatever that saying is. How much are these earrings, Michelle? You're going to buy one for both uh, Robin and her friend? Oh my god, she's, Michelle's just relying on this, this money that, you guys know she's not getting the money. She's not getting the money. It's not gonna happen. Michelle, it's a scam. How they got your name off a list, I will never know because you're eight. That is illegal. You're a child. Oh, apparently those earrings are only a buck a pair, so it's, it's fine. 
Michelle will probably still have $2 after she's left. No, she says the girls presented Michelle with two pairs of earrings. Oh, so they each have a pair of earrings. Oh, I'm confused. Whatever. Whatever. This chapter ends with, it was wonderful being rich. You're not rich, sw- sweetie. You're not. Okay? You're just not. All right. Now we're on to chapter four. So Monday softball practice is going amazing. The new gloves were great. Michelle catches every ball that comes her way. I mean, the glove is still, it's new. It's still stiff. You know, they got to work out the kinks with it, break it in. Michelle's like, I could even ask dad to like maybe help show me how to oil the glove. Isn't it something like you oil it and then you wrap it in like a rubber band or something? So that way it'll, uh, the oil will set in. Also, Robin and her fourth grade friends have been super friendly to Michelle. Robin had worn her new earrings. And of course, the girls even cheered when Michelle ran to home base. Oh my goodness, and even to top it off, Robin invited Michelle, Cassie, and Mandy to hang out with the other girls at Iggy's Ice Cream Parlor after practice. You know this thing is not going to last. You know it isn't. That's just how these things work. So, uh, Michelle says goodbye to Cassie and Mandy, and of course, Michelle's like, we're the coolest. Robin and her friends say we're the coolest. Isn't that awesome? And of course, Mandy's like, I guess. Michelle looked at her like, what's wrong? Well, Mandy said, I know you've won that prize and all, but haven't you spent an awful lot of money? She spent $45. That wasn't even the prize money. Oh my goodness. So Michelle's like, don't worry about it. I'm rich. And of course, in um, italics, Michelle's thoughts. When you're rich, you can have whatever you want, Michelle thought. And what Michelle wanted was to fit in with Robin and her friends. Why do I feel like this is going to take a dark road where Michelle abandons Cassie and Mandy and hangs out only with Robin and then something bad's going to happen? I mean... Just like a sitcom, you kind of can predict these things. Michelle said goodbye to Cassie and Mandy at the corner several blocks from her house. She continually continued the rest of the way home by herself. As she walked, she started to worry. When would her prize money come in? She needed it soon if she was going to keep buying things. Why are you buying things for people, sweetie? Ugh. I know you want to be generous and everything with your monies, but... Uh, Come on, we um, you gotta be sensible, and she's eight, so that that maturity part of her head has not grown in yet. Michelle thought about the day before when she had given Stephanie her instant popularity video. Stephanie was thrilled. Where did you ever get the money for this? She cried happily. I uh I saved some money for my birthday, and I wanted you to have it. Michelle replied. Of course, Stephanie was way too excited to ask any more questions. She hugged Michelle tightly. You're the best sister in the world. No, the best in the universe. She ran off to watch the videotape. God, look how old. What? Okay, what's the copyright on this book? Let me find. 95. So right around the time the show ended. Great. So now it's the end of the school week. It's Friday. Robin is introducing Michelle to some of her friends, saying, hey, Michelle won one of those jackpots. She's like a kid millionaire. And Michelle's like, well, no, I'm not actually a millionaire, because she's not saying, like, hey, I only won $10,000. And also, you know, it's the end of the week. Michelle's starting to panic because she has not seen anything come in the mail yet. 
like a check. No one's knocking on her door. And of course, DJ's there, and Michelle's like, well, she wasn't usually home from her classes at the nearby college so early, so of course, this book is taking place when DJ is in college, so after the show's run. Okay, I gotta point this out here. What's wrong, kiddo? Came a voice from behind her. Michelle turned. It was her oldest sister, DJ. When in the world has DJ ever referred to Michelle as kiddo? That's something like that a parent or an aunt or an uncle would refer to a child. That's what my aunt would refer to me, and I'm like 37 years old. Well, actually, I'm still 36 for uh, a couple months still, but even still, it's like, yeah. No matter how old you get, you know, your aunt or parent or whoever, uncle, whoever, is always going to be older than you. They're always going to see you as an, they're not going to see you as an equal. But anyway, I'm getting off topic here. So, DJ, of course, heard from Aunt Becky about these kids that need mitts and also there's uniforms and registration fees. And, of course, DJ pulls out three bucks and... Michelle luckily waves away the money and says, No thanks, they're expecting some money real soon. DJ tucked the money into the back pocket of Michelle's jeans. Well, when it comes, they can pay me back. I'm glad to help. Everyone is, like, helping out. Which, that's just the way the Tanner family is, in a way. It's like, they'll help out really no questions asked. Just then... DJ's friend Kimmy barged out of the kitchen. Help with what? Kimmy asked, her mouth full of food. DJ turned to her tall, slim friend. I just gave Michelle some money to help some girls on her softball team. I don't think it's enough. Why don't you help out, too? Kimmy frowned, but she dug into her pocket full of jeans. Her pocket of jeans. Her pocket of jeans. Into the pocket of her jeans. Okay. She pulled out a handful of coins. Here, squirt. Tell those kids to spend it carefully. Michelle didn't want them to take the money, but it would help. Oh my goodness. Also, Michelle is like thinking that Robin is also expecting to get more things from Michelle, since Michelle already bought them earrings. She could tell that Robin and her friends were waiting for her to treat them to something else soon. Their interest in her was fading a bit. Michelle only had a couple dollars left. Kiddo, you don't buy friends. That's not how it works. So Michelle's only got like five bucks and some change left. And she's hoping that we'll hold out until the prize money arrives. She's still on this prize money. The phone rings and of course it stops. And someone else picks it up in the other room. Danny comes in and says, oh Michelle, your friend called. But I told them you weren't home yet. It was Robin. Oh my goodness. So Michelle is feeling the guilt really sitting on her chest. You know, it all started with her saying there's a girl that has a problem. She needs to, a bit uh, a baseball mitt, baseball glove, and that's just... And then all of a sudden, one girl turned into three. The story got circled around. Everyone's, like, pulling up what they got in their wallet saying, I really don't tell enough jokes for this to give you this, but I'm going to give you it to you anyway. Even Jesse says, I'm really strapped for cash, but I'll give you what's in my wallet. So I think everyone except for Danny so far has given money. Wait, no, Stephanie hasn't given money, but definitely Becky, Jesse, Joey, 
Kimmy and DJ have given money. So it seems like Danny's gonna give her, like, oh, you need more money, Michelle, you know, for your softball friends that need new mitts and everything like that. Michelle's like, no, actually, what I want is she, she's feeling guilty. She wants to confess. But Danny's like, Michelle, I'm really happy you're using my old mitt. Do you know what that means to me? That old thing has great memories for me. It was my very first mitt. I'm so proud to be able to pass it along to my kids. And I'm proud that you girls want to use it. Some kids wouldn't understand the value of a mitt like that. They'd insist on having a new one. It shows my girls have real character. It does? Michelle asks. She felt very sick inside. And Danny's like, sure. He puts his arm around her and squeezes her. Some kids would only care about what looks good. They wouldn't care about what a mitt like that stands for. Things do wear out, though, Michelle said. Not mitts, his father, her, her father asked. Mitts get better with age. He stood and reached for his wallet. Anyway, as I was saying, I know how costly playing on a team can become. Just last week, I had to give Coach Green an extra fee to cover your share of the cost of bus trips to and from the games. It would be very disappointing for those girls if they didn't have the money for the bus fee. He handed Michelle a crisp dollar, or $10 bill. Tell them the cost of the bus is on me. So I take it that the bus fee to and from the games is a buck? And he's covering ten kids? Hmm. And Michelle's like, no, Dad, seriously, I'm sure they'll find a way to get there. And of course Danny's like, no, nonsense. He presses the money into her hand. They might feel embarrassed if they couldn't take the bus with the others. You just give them this. They might not want her dad smiled. I know they'll appreciate it. Now I better get that roast in the oven or it won't be ready in time for dinner. Michelle gazed down at the money in her hand. Why is my family so nice? She asked herself out loud. But the real question was, where was her prize money? Robin's friends expected her to be rich. Why shouldn't they? She told them she was. She couldn't let them down, but she couldn't keep taking money from her family. Michelle felt terrible, but she'd feel better as soon as she could pay them all back. Much, much better. Oh, boy. This is, wow, spiraling out of control. Michelle, you need to really stand up for yourself and let your voice be heard. You can't fall back on the, I tried to explain, but you just kept handing me money. I don't think that's going to fly here. So it's Monday, it's in the lunchroom, we got Robin and Lori calling to Michelle, like, hey Michelle, hey Michelle, and of course, Cassie and Mandy notice this, like, wow Michelle, you're getting really popular lately, and Michelle's like, I know, isn't it great, you guys are popular too, I mean, since you're with me, and of course Mandy's asking about the prize money, has it come yet, Michelle's like, no, but my family gave me money, now I have $15 and some change. By the time it runs out, I'll have my prize money. <clears throat> She's not getting that money. She's not getting that money. So Mandy says her mom is going to pick her up and take her to Woolpath today after school. And asks, you know, if either Michelle or Cassie want to come. And Michelle's like, well, i got to call my dad at work and ask him. If he says yes, I'll come. Of course, Cassie cannot do it because she's got too much homework for a third grader. Good golly. Just then Michelle heard someone come up behind her. She turned and faced Robin. So Michelle, did I hear you're going to Woolpath today? Maybe. Why? No reason. Let me guess. This girl just wants more stuff. 
I just came over to say hi, and I heard you talking. My friends and I hang out with Woolpaths a lot. Well, I guess you do too. Oh, definitely. I'm always there, Michelle said. That's cool. See ya. So Michelle called her dad after lunch. He gave her permission to go to Woolpath, and then Mandy's mom picked them up when school was over. So they want to go to the toy department. So always, always the the mother, the whoever, parental guardian lets the girls just wander by themselves. Eight-year-old girls in a mall. Although, I don't know if Woolpath is, but it's got a bunch of different, maybe it's just a sort of different departments, like a Target or something. So, Michelle, of course, loves the stuffed animals. She ran to a tall hill of very large stuffed leopards, tigers, lions, giraffes, chimps, and gorillas. Michelle was crazy about stuffed animals. Well, of course, have you seen that little uh, nook section of their bedroom by the the, the little window there? Filled with stuffed animals. Jungle collection animals on sale today. Just four bucks. Michelle's like, wow, isn't that amazing? My lucky streak is holding out. And Mandy's like, well, are you going to buy them? you going to buy them? Just one. I should make my money last. Do you want one? They are pretty cool. They're pretty cute, M- Mandy said. I like that leopard on the top of the pile. You got it. I think I want the tiger. So, of course, she's got to find a stock boy who's got to grab a ladder because, like, it's a tall, huge pile that probably goes all the way to the ceiling. And, uh, yeah, he's going to get him for a tiger and a... What is it again? Uh, The leopard and the the cat. The wild cat family. So, they're just waiting for the stock boy to get that ladder. Ellen and another girl from their softball team come up. Oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, and Rob... Robin's there, too? What in the world? Oh, my goodness. Oh, Robin just shows up. Wonderful. So, Mandy says, oh, Michelle's gonna buy one of the stuffed animals for herself and one for me. Robin, of course, pouted. Oh, you're so lucky. They are too cute, Ellen said. They're so huge and cuddly. And they're so big. Why are they, like, four bucks? You'd think they'd be at least, like, $30. But then again, I'm probably thinking of when we went to the zoo and the gift shop had a giant giraffe stuffed animal that was probably, like, 50 or $60. I'm gonna go on record saying right now, I mean, I love my stuffed animals. Got a bunch of, um... Disney characters, too. Uh, no, no stuffed animal is worth paying 50 or 60 bucks for. None. So Robin's telling Ellen to pick a stuffed animal since Michelle is buying. These girls are just wanting you for your money. And Michelle's figuring, like, I could buy four at four bucks a piece, but that would be 16 bucks. With sales tax, like, well, I can only really afford three. So she'll buy herself one. And when I get my prize, it's like, oh my gosh, Robin is like, oh, Ellen, get up. Michelle's buying you a gift. Like, come on, no. Of course, Ellen's like, no, I don't want to take your money. But Robin cried as the young man climbed with the ladder. He said, I'd love to have a tiger. Ugh. So she gets a tiger for her and Robin and the... Leopard for Mandy. Mandy whispered to Michelle, You're spending all your money. So Michelle's thinking under the fact of, But I'll be so rich, it won't matter. You're not getting the $10,000. Mandy's like, Alright, if you're sure. 
So, uh, Mandy's mother comes and gets the girls, like, what, what is with this? What is with the bags? And, of course, Michelle's like, uh, a little early Christmas shopping? And, of course, Mandy's mom is like, very early. Like, it's, like, April. What are you doing? And I'm just thinking, yeah, people are giving you money to spend on the softball team, and you're buying yourself a giant stuffed tiger. Luckily, no one's there in the living room when she comes home with a bag, or else questions are going to be asked. So she goes up to her room, like, okay, where can I hide this where Stephanie is gonna is not going to find it? Well, how about the closet? She tried to put it in the closet, on the floor, smushing it, figures, well, this just is not going to work. So she put it on the top shelf of the closet. Checks the mail. Not a thing. Nothing in there. I don't believe it. There is nothing for her. It's a scam, Michelle. It's a scam. That's why we don't do that. So, Stephanie's asking what's wrong with Michelle. Michelle's like, oh, nothing. And she's like, are you sure? And Michelle's like, yeah. Then why don't you look? Why do you look so unhappy? And Michelle's like, I don't. She forced a phony smile on her face. I'm smiling. See, I'm fine. So Stephanie explains that she's practicing some she some things that she learned on the tape. Rule number one on popularity, ask questions. People will be interested in you if you are interested in them. Well, that just goes with polite conversation. If you want to get to know someone, talk about them. Don't so much talk about yourself. Leave those questions for the person that wants to know about you. So Michelle, of course, considers that, like, I guess that makes sense. Everything on the tape makes sense. Thank you so much for buying it for me. I'm studying it really hard. Roller Mania is going to be perfect thanks to the tape. Oh, Michelle's got her own closet? I thought the girl shared it. Oh, she thinks that it's her red sweater that she wants to wear to this Roller Mania thing is in Michelle's closet. And then Michelle's like, no, you can't go in there. Nope. And, of course, Stephanie kind of looks at Michelle like, okay, you're clearly hiding something. I'm going to find out what it is, so you might as well just spill the beans now. So Michelle's like, oh, uh, it's your birthday present. And Stephanie shakes her head. Nice try, Michelle, but my birthday was months ago. So Michelle is like, no, no, don't look in there. You'll be sorry if you look in there. It's horrible. Like, oh, my goodness. So, Stephanie opens the closet door, the stuffed tiger falls from the bag, plops Stephanie on the head, falls to the floor, and Stephanie's like, Michelle, what's that stuffed tiger doing in your closet? Where did it come from? Uh, Michelle said, it's sort of a long story. Alright, chapter 7. So, Michelle finally comes clean to Stephanie. She explained to Stephanie what had happened, how everyone kept giving her money, and then I bought earrings for a couple of girls on my softball team and a stuffed animal for Robin. I just wanted them to like me. Wow, seems like Michelle could probably take some lessons from that tape that Stephanie's watching. Michelle's mouth, er, Stephanie's mouth fell open in surprise. You mean you're hiding the stuffed tiger, an stuffed animal for Robin? Michelle shook her head. No, actually, it's mine. I couldn't help getting one for myself. And Mandy, too. Michelle, why are you spending all that money and lying like that? Michelle, Stephanie scolded. I never told anyone there were any poor girls. They came up with that idea on their own. Yes, but you let them believe it. And you took the money and spent it. I'm going to pay it back. 
defended Michelle defended herself. How? Stephanie asked. With my ten thousand dollar prize. What? Stephanie cried. She glared at Michelle as if she were crazy. Michelle grinned. I'll show you. Opening her top drawer, she took out her prize-winning letter. Stephanie reached for the letter and read it. Then she looked up at Michelle. Uh-oh, Michelle. I think you goofed. What do you mean? Michelle burst out. It says, if your numbers match the winning number, you'll win. It doesn't mean you've already won. Michelle grabbed the letter from Stephanie. What is it? Where does it say that? Stephanie pointed to a sentence in a small print at the very bottom of the page. Michelle read the letter again. This time she didn't stop before the end, the way she had before. But, but, at first the letter makes it sound like I won, she said, glancing up at Stephanie. I know, Stephanie agreed. They do that to get your attention. Michelle felt a little dizzy. She plopped down hard on the bed. She hadn't won? How could that be? But it says congratulations on being an instant winner, Michelle said. No, Stephanie shook her head. It means congratulations on being an instant winner if your number matches the winning number. What's the difference, Michelle asked. The way they put it is very tricky, Stephanie explained. She sat down next to Michelle. I don't blame you for being confused. It doesn't say that your number does match the winning number, only that it might. I mean, it's possible that you might win, but I wouldn't count on it. Michelle's heart started beating fast. How could she have been so dumb, she wondered. She should have shown the letter to someone older. What a horrible mistake. And now she borrowed a lot of money. Yes, Michelle, you should have stopped after Aunt Becky gave you that money. And you should have given it back. But then again, also, I'm not just laying blame to Michelle. I'm laying blame to the whole family. Because they're just giving money without asking the important questions, not taking, well, so-and-so said you needed money because the girls on your team can't afford mitts. Michelle reached over to the night table and picked up a pencil and pad. She had some quick addition to figure out. The pencil shook in her hand. Michelle, you're trembling. Slowly, Michelle looked up at her. I owe $60.75, she said. She had a sick feeling in her stomach. I, I would have a sick feeling in my stomach, too, if I did something like that. So Stephanie's like, oh boy, this sounds like real trouble. What am I going to do, Michelle cried. How will I ever pay it all back? We could try to return the tape, Stephanie suggests. I'll take my mitt back, too. But I used it. Will they take it back? Not if it's been used, Stephanie said. What about the other two mitts? I can't ask Cassie and Mandy to give back their mitts. Because, besides, they've used them too. Michelle! Joey called up the stairs. Telephone! I'll be right back. Michelle ran down the stairs to answer the phone. Hello? Hi, Michelle. It's Robin. I just want to thank you for the stuffed animal. You're really the coolest. About that gift. Um, yeah, it's the best, Robin said. Michelle's hands were hot and sweaty. She exchanged their receiver from one hand to the other. Um, about the animal, there's been a little problem. A problem? Robin repeated slowly. Well, you see, Michelle tried to explain. I thought I could afford to buy them, but Michelle's stomach felt as if it were tied in a But I can't afford to buy them. Michelle finally admitted. Is this a joke? Robin asked angrily. Michelle's throat felt dry. No, you see, at the time I thought... Who's that? Stephanie whispered. She was standing right behind Michelle. Michelle turned to Stephanie and mouthed Robin. 
Look, Michelle, Robin said loudly into the phone. Well, could you bring the animal to school tomorrow so I can return it? Michelle asked. I'll think about it. And with that, she hung up. So, is she going to return it? Stephanie asked. I don't know, Michelle said, slumping down on the steps. What a creep, Stephanie grumbled. Michelle nodded. I wanted her to, to like me. Now she really hates me. Who cares? Michelle sighed deeply. I did. Well, Robin is a total loser. You could never be as mean as she is, Stephanie pointed out. I don't think I could. Oh, Stephanie, I made such a mess. I don't know what to do. You could tell Dad what happened, Stephanie suggested. He'd understand. I bet he'd help you. I'm not so sure, Michelle disagreed. Maybe I could earn the money. How? Stephanie challenged. I don't know, Michelle admitted. Tell Dad, Stephanie insisted. I can't. I just can't face him. Then I'll tell him for you, Stephanie offered. Michelle grabbed Stephanie's arm. No, please! Michelle, you have to! Stephanie said sternly. Nobody told me I had to pay them back, Michelle whined. How would you feel if you didn't pay them back or at least tell them the truth? Stephanie asked. Terrible, Michelle answered softly. She knew it was too. She knew it was true. She'd rather pay them back than admit the truth, though. Give me a week to earn the money, she pleaded. Stephanie thought for a moment and then let out a sigh. All right, she agreed. I'll give you the week till Saturday or else you have to tell Dad the truth, okay? Michelle dr jumped up and hugged her sister. She felt better, but there was still one problem. She had absolutely no idea how to earn a whole 60 bucks and 75 cents. Chapter 8. We're getting down to the nitty gritty here. So, Michelle spent the next few days frantically trying to earn the money. Manny and Cassie sat with her while she tried to sell lemonade from her front steps. Of course, Uncle Jesse and the twins were her only customers. They walked a dog, but he spied a cat and broke free to chase it. The girls spent hours trying... Okay, so the girls, all three of them, walked a dog. But, of course, the dog ran after a cat. And then they had to find the dog. They spent hours trying to find this dog. My goodness gracious sake. I say, I say... They even tried putting on a mime show in the park, but no one was very interested. After all her efforts, Michelle had earned only ten... Well, ten dollars, honestly, is not bad. And I'm thinking back to the season eight episode where... The episode, You Pet It, You Bought It. Where Michelle earned, like, over $221 selling lemonade to construction workers. So, alright, it's Thursday. During lunch, Robin walked right up to Michelle. Here! Robin huffed as she handed Michelle a big choppy bag. Thanks a lot. And then she stormed away. Michelle peeked in the bag. Sure enough, it was a stuffed tiger. Later that afternoon, she had softball practice. Robin and Lori wouldn't look at her. Way to go! Cassie shouted as Michelle slid into second base. Robin and Lori didn't even clap. When it was time to go to Iggy's, they left by themselves. <clears throat> Michelle, you can't buy friends. You cannot buy friends. Michelle watched them leave with their other fourth grade friends. It had been nice being popular while it lasted, she thought with a sigh. Alright, now we're on Friday. After school, Mandy's mother took Mandy and Michelle to Woolworth. Michelle had to sneak the stuffed tigers out of the house. Mandy had to hide hers too. She didn't want to have to explain anything to her mother. Luckily, the store let Michelle return all the stuffed animals. How much more do you have to earn? Mandy asked on the way home. Michelle did some figuring in her head. About $37. That's a lot. 
That night, Michelle stayed in her room and thought, how could she possibly earn the rest of the money she needed? It seemed impossible. Saturday morning, Michelle awoke with an idea. I'll have hold a going out of business sale. She hopped out of bed, searched for things to sell. Hmm, she pondered. This wasn't going to be easy. She liked all her things. She didn't really want to part with any of them. Well, you got to do something, Michelle. Seriously. All right, let's see what stuff that she's going to give away. Let's see. A plastic tea set, books, board games, her cowgirl boots, and finally her treasured stuffed animals. She goes outside into the backyard and sets them up on the picnic table. She made a sign. It read, going out of business, everything must go. Huge sale in yard. Come and see me. She went around to the front of the house and taped the sign to a tree. Her dad came out to the yard. What's up, Michelle? I'm having a yard sale. I hope you don't mind. Of course I don't mind. It's your stuff. Her dad picked up a stuffed teddy bear. But why are you selling Mr. Teddy? I thought he was your favorite. So Michelle just says, I'm just tired of all my old things. They're too babyish. I want the money so I can buy new stuff. Danny kind of frowns and says, are you doing this to raise more money for those girls on your team? Michelle says, no, I'm done with those girls. Even though they were no, even though there were no poor girls, Michelle meant what she said. She was done with Robin and Lori. She no longer cared what they thought of her, which... You should have felt that way in the beginning, Michelle. <laughs> so Danny's like, all right, well, I'm going to go inside. Meanwhile, two women walked into the yard. Yes, ladies, Michelle said pleasantly. Can I help you with anything today? One woman showed interest in a large talking doll. Three dollars. I'll give you 50 cents. Michelle gasped. One dollar then, the woman challenged. A dollar fifty. That's as low as I'll go. A dollar twenty-five. Sold, Michelle said. She handed over her doll and took the dollar and quarter from the woman. The second woman wanted Michelle's fashion doll with her box of clothing, though she was only willing to pay a dollar. With an unhappy sigh, Michelle accepted her offer. She didn't like arguing over money. Besides, some money was better than no money. For the next hour, small groups of people stopped by and bought things, but none of them were big spenders. Michelle sold her things for less, much less than she'd planned. By the end of the hour, all she had earned was $12.25. Fewer and fewer customers were showing up. Stephanie came to the yard. Boy, Michelle, you must be desperate. I can't believe you're selling all this stuff. If you could call it selling, Michelle said glumly. What do you mean? Stephanie asked. I've sold most of it cheap. I practically gave it all away. Bummer, Stephanie commented. I'll never be able to earn all that money. Like I said, talk to Dad, Stephanie told her. Michelle shook her head firmly. She remembered how proud he had been of her. She couldn't stand picturing his disappointed face as she admitted the truth. I can't talk to Dad, she told Stephanie. Of course now, Michelle's like, well, there's only one thing left to do. Run away from home. Oh, for heaven's sake. Michelle. This is going from bad to worse. So chapter nine, Michelle quickly throws her toothbrush and some underwear in her pink overnight bag. She glanced over to her bed. Mr. Teddy lay quietly. Luckily, no one had bought him at the yard sale, Michelle thought. She grabbed Mr. Teddy and tucked him under her arm. Sadly, she gazed around her room. She hated to leave, but how could she face her family? She couldn't, and she couldn't imagine taking their money without telling the truth either. She just had to go. Michelle checked the hallway before leaving her room. It was empty, and the coast was clear. All right, so she's kind of looking from room to room. She hurried down, almost made it to the front door. Suddenly, it creaked open. 
Clutching her bag and Mr. Teddy, Michelle darted back up the stairs. She crouched at the top of the staircase. She could hear people shuffling through the door. It was her dad and Uncle Jesse. I just don't understand it, her dad said. Yeah, when you offered Jane Green money for those girls, Michelle had been helping. She acted as if she didn't know what you were talking about. Oh, boy, this is going to hit the fan right now. Oh, they'd spoken with Coach Green. That's not good. Her dad sat on the couch. And what did she mean when she said Michelle's new mitt has really improved her game? Michelle doesn't have a new mitt. Just then, and Becky walked in from the kitchen. Where's Michelle? I don't know, Uncle Jesse said. Why? The twins wanted to buy some of the things she was selling at her yard sale. And Becky shook her head. Poor Michelle. She's working so hard for those girls on her team. I wonder, we just bumped into Jane Green at the supermarket. She didn't seem to have any idea of those, who those girls were. That's strange, said Aunt Becky, and something else is odd. We've all been giving Michelle money, but she's selling all her things to get more. So, the family is, like, finally cluing in to, like, something's not right here. Why would Michelle need so much money? And, of course, Michelle's hearing all of this from... In the living room below. She's upstairs in the sta- uh, um, on the stairs. Michelle bit her lip and she huddled at the top of the stairs. If only they would all leave the living room, then she could make a run for the door. At that moment, Michelle sensed someone standing behind her. She slowly gazed up and stared right into Joey's puzzled eyes. Hi, she said, gulping hard. Michelle, what are you doing there? Joey asked. Uh, and why do you have all that stuff? Um, Michelle didn't know what to say. Joey peered down the stairs and saw Becky, Jesse, and Michelle's dad talking. He knelt, knelt down to Michelle. Were you listening in on what they were saying? Michelle nodded slowly. Joey took Michelle's hand. Why don't we go down and join the conversation? With her head hung, Michelle stood up and followed Joey down the stairs. She hugged Mr. Teddy really tight. Look who I found hiding at the pot- top of the stairs, Joey said to the others. Michelle! Everyone cried at once. Why were you hiding there, Aunt Becky asked. Joey nodded back at her overnight bag at the top of the stairs. Michelle is all packed for some kind of trip, too. Her dad frowned and patted the couch. Michelle, maybe you better sit and tell us what this is all about. Do I have to? Yes. Michelle sat down as Stephanie and DJ burst in from the kitchen. "Uh Uh-oh, Stephanie said when she saw Michelle on the couch. What's happening, DJ asked. Michelle's about to tell us why she's been borrowing so much money, Danny said. Isn't it for those poor girls, DJ asked. Not exactly, Michelle admitted in a glum voice. It's not all Michelle's fault, Stephanie added. It's really the fault of that prize company. They shouldn't have sent a confusing prize letter to a little kid. Prize letter, Danny said. I really thought I'd won. Honest, said Michelle. Start at the beginning, her dad suggested. Michelle explained everything, how she wanted a new mitt so she could fit in with the cool fourth graders. Then she told them about the prize letter. I thought it meant I was already rich. I planned to pay everyone back. Really, I did. But what did you need so much money? Or why did you need so much money, Aunt Becky asked. She bought me a videotape I wanted, Stephanie said, and she bought mitts for Cassie and Mandy. Michelle is very generous. Michelle knew that wasn't the whole truth. I also wanted those fourth grade girls to like me, so I bought them stuff too. As Michelle said, feeling foolish. 
When you realized your mistake, why didn't you come and talk to one of us? DJ asked. She did, Stephanie admitted. We talked about it, and I told her to tell Dad, but... I just thought if I paid everyone back, I'd never have to admit that I lied, said Michelle. But I didn't really lie. Letting people go on believing something you know isn't true is the same as telling a lie, her dad said quickly. In her heart, Michelle knew he was right. I'm sorry, she said. I can pay you all back half the money I borrowed now. I still have to earn the other half. You don't have to pay me the other half, Aunt Becky said. No, Danny disagreed. I think Michelle should pay everyone back. Michelle, your first mistake was thinking you'd won the prize. That could have happened to anyone. But do you understand what your second mistake was? Michelle looked at him blankly. Her second mistake? She thought about everything. That had happened. What could her second mistake be? Then a picture popped into her head. She saw Robin's angry face. Why had she wasted so much of the money trying to get Robin and her friends to really like her? Why had she even cared? They weren't especially nice. They paid attention to her only because she spent money on them. Michelle thought about how Cassie and Mandy tried to help her earn money. They offered to return their mitts right away. Mandy even gave back her stuffed animal. They were real friends. Was my second mistake trying to buy friends? Her father nodded. You can't buy real friends, he said softly. I know that now, Michelle agreed. I'm a little surprised that Robin thinks it's okay to let people buy her friendship. Would you like me to call her mother? Her dad asked. No, I think I've learned my lesson. You have learned a lot, and I know you really tried to earn back all the money on your own. But that was very, that was very responsible of you. Her dad hugged her. Now about that money. I know how you can earn it back. We can find things for you to do, Michelle. My car needs washing. I'll pay you $5. You got it, Dad, Michelle said. My desk needs tidying bad, said Joey. That should be worth about $2. I'll pay you to feed Comet for me for this week. I have two reports to write, and I could use the extra time. I need a helper next time I give the twins a bath, said Uncle Jesse. That's for sure, Aunt Becky said. I'll be glad to do all that stuff. Thanks, everybody. I'll earn back all the money I owe. Really? Oh, I'll earn back all the money I owe. Really? I promise. All right. Chapter 10. Last chapter. Later that afternoon, Michelle soaked up her dad's car. She didn't mind washing the car. In fact, it was fun. Soon she'd be able to pay back everyone. Knowing her secret was out in the open made her happy. Stephanie came into the yard. Hey, Michelle, how's it going? She asked. Good, answered Michelle. Really good. I told you that you should talk to Dad, Stephanie said. You were right, Michelle agreed as she scrubbed the front windshield. I just got back from roller mania, Stephanie said as she sat on the picnic bench. Ask me how it was. How was roller mania? Michelle asked, playing along. Great, Stephanie said happily. Bobby Harris even taught me some rollerblading stunts. Michelle smiled. Then the instant popularity tape really worked. Stephanie scooted off the bench and picked up a sponge. Not really. As soon as we began talking to him, I forgot everything on the tape. I was just myself. It turns out he's easy to talk to. She started helping Michelle. But I have more good news. What? Michelle asked. I sold the tape to Heather Mason for $4. She was glad to get it, and I was glad to get rid of it. Stephanie handed Michelle the money. Here, this is yours. Thanks, Michelle said. I can pay back DJ and Kimmy with this. I'm sorry you didn't really win the prize, said Stephanie. I'm not sorry. Not really, Michelle replied. I was still pretty lucky.
Stephanie sprayed the car with a hose. What do you mean? I learned what great friends Cassie and Mandy are, Michelle asked, or explained, and I learned that Robin and Lauren aren't worth trying to impress. I guess knowing that is worth a lot, Stephanie said. It is, Michelle agreed. In a way, when I got that stupid prize letter, it was my lucky day. Michelle thought about everything. It hadn't turned out so bad after all. She really did have the best family in the world. Phone for you, Stephanie, her father called from the door. Somebody named Bobby? Stephanie tossed her sponge into the bucket and raced past him into the house. Danny walked over to Michelle and examined the car. The car looks good. Thanks, said Michelle, and thanks for being so understanding about everything. There's still one thing I'd like to know, he said. What? she asked. What? Why did you want a new mint? Well, she began slowly, the old one is sort of beat up. One of those fourth graders I was telling you about said it looked ratty. That made me feel bad. I see, her dad said. Well, I suppose I shouldn't expect you to like all the same things I do. That old mint was important to me, but that doesn't make it important to you, he smiled sadly. I'll tell you what, you don't have to pay me for the new mint. That will be my treat. Michelle hugged her dad. Thanks, dad. But you know what? That old mitt doesn't look so bad to me anymore. I even like it now. You do? Her dad asked, puzzled. Why? Because it's a part of a family tradition, Michelle told him. And this is one great family. And that is the end of the book. Um, Yeah, my moral definitely is going to be don't think that you're going to win something from a prize in the mail. And the fact, like I said, how they got her name, because she's eight years old, is beyond my mind of imagine of understanding um also you cannot buy friends with money once that money runs out those friends will be gone they won't want a dang thing to do with you it's just exactly what happened with that girl robin what a brat at least cassie and mandy proved to be what real friends are they helped michelle walk the dog helped her with um her did they help her with the garage sale but, and even, um, you know, Mandy had given her stuffed animal that Michelle had given her. They returned that and stuff like that. So, it's, Michelle learned a lesson. It's like, don't, maybe you shouldn't be getting the mail, Michelle. Maybe you should let someone else get it. But then again, I think that she's learned her lesson here, which is good. I don't think I, if I ever got anything like in the mail, it goes, I rip it up, rip it in half, throw it in the trash. It's garbage. That's where it belongs. I'm not going to test that theory. I remember Jeremy's mom, when I was, you know, living with her and Jeremy, when Jeremy and I were dating, the publisher's clearinghouse thing would come in the mail and she'd, like, be buying stuff in a way to, hopefully her name would be put in there. She'd be always like, yeah, I really hope that I'll, I'll, I can win that money and everything like that. And it's like, after a while, it's like, it's, it's pointless. And I think one thing she bought from them was, like, um, some type of a wooden jewelry box or something that she ended up getting a sliver and then she had to go to the emergency room to get it removed. So, yeah, that's the only thing that the publisher's clearinghouse gave her was uh, an infection from a splinter by their defective product. That's pretty much it. Um, I don't think I ever bought my friends things now that I rem- can think of it. I, I don't think I ever did that. 
I certainly didn't buy things for older girls in hopes that they'd be my friends. Like, no, save your money. If the girls like you, they're going to like you for your personality because you're a cool person. So, all right. I hope you guys enjoyed this Full House Michelle book, Lucky Lucky Day. I had fun with this. And I really think, you know, um, next time I'll do a Stephanie book. I got plenty of Full House Stephanie books. I'll probably be reading the ones that I had had when I was a kid. I don't have them anymore, but I um, got a bunch of Full House Stephanie books. So, yeah. Everyone have a wonderful, wonderful day. Hopefully the sun might come out. We can hope. Nothing in the forecast but rain, it seems like, this week. Which, you know, like I said, it rained almost for 30 days in May. And it's like, I want some consistency with the weather, you know? By the time we get real consistency of nice weather, summer's going to be over. And that's what just sucks. Just sucks. But I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, guys. Like I said, I enjoyed reading this Full House book. Michelle learned a lesson. We all learned a lesson. Many lessons were learned. So have a great day, everyone. Bye-bye.